Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is still sports time as we're talking week three in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing well. All right. Rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Bill Needles. How you doing, Bill? I am fantastic, thank you. All right. So the three of us sit here once again, another Wednesday night, to record our football picks. Um, stellar job by us gambling wise, really bounced back from that, that week one debacle, the worst week in the history of the podcast. Uh, really solid effort from us. All, all of us above 500, all of us making money, uh, Craig and me, Craig and I, I should say, uh, just a couple of tweaks away from a, uh, from a five in a week, but you know, we'll take four and one pretty much, uh, anytime we can. Uh, that said, the less uh, said about our actual teams that we cheer for on the actual field, probably the better. Because, goddamn, <laughs> that was awful all, all around. And we'll uh, we'll dive deeper into into the, the the collective woes of the three of us here uh, once we get to talk about our teams. But um, until then, we got to get going because there has not only been major line movements this week, but there have been like major, uh, you know signings trades firings guys getting injured we got to talk about all of it so here we go thursday night tomorrow night from when we're recording this uh the new york giants head into san francisco to take on the 49ers and the 49ers uh this line's pretty much been steady at minus 10 the whole way for for the san francisco 49ers uh saquon barkley i am shocked in this game why because you know you know what else isn't going on there, there's uh, the 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 Giants are missing a whole bunch of their offensive line. Left tackles and this out is not, too. Yeah, no, yeah. That this was is not this the morning. team. This is not the team you want to be, you know, playing a bunch of backups against. Yeah, like uh, for, on the offensive line, like the, like I just think that Bosa and Hargrave and those guys are gonna are gonna tee off here and it's gonna get ugly. I'm I, I and I know that no one likes laying the ten, but I'm I think I'm gonna lay the ten here. No, but here's the thing. I want to caution people on laying the tank because the, the plus 10 is an auto play for me regardless of the bodies that the New York Giants are missing because you're simply not going to win money long-term laying 10 on Thursday nights. That is, it's just a, a, a bad – it's a bad prospect for your wallet. It's bad money investment to be laying 10 on the road uh, or to be laying 10, period, on, on Thursday nights. So uh, this is – um, it's not officially my hold your nose, uh, play of the week. Cause I don't, I don't like to do those on Thursday nights, but it's damn sure close. I'm, I'm on the giants and Craig, you said you like the, you're laying the 10 with the Niners just based on. Yeah. I, I just like, do, do, do I want to be, to bet on this game and say to myself, gee, I hope that, you know, some random dude who, uh, it, you know, is a fifth round pick is going to be able to, you know, put the stops to Nick Bosa here. Is that something I want to have, have like the Niners are scoring on defense in this game. Aren't they? I, I don't know. The giants could like, just as easily score on defense. Fire football's weird like that, man. Like, no, but, but like this is a team that's having trouble protecting the ball with their all pro tackle in the game. Now yeah. he's gone. Like it just, ugh. I just I, I want nothing to do with the Giants money. Like if you say, hey, don't bet on this game because the line's ugly, I can get behind that. But I want nothing to do with the Giants here. Nothing. How about this for a suggestion? What about an over forty-five and a half on a Thursday night game? I don't give that out to. I don't. I don't suggest that too often. If you feel like getting frisky, but I could I could see over forty-four and a half in this game. 
for 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 absolute certain. All right, uh, I'm I'm taking the ten with the Giants and holding my nose and and Craig's land with the Niners. Billy tiebreaker out, out the shoot here in week three. I I think it's got to be the Niners. When you're losing a bunch of guys on a short week where you got to travel, this is one of the best teams in football that gets to stay at home. I, I just think you're going to see an ill-prepared Giants team uh, and a 49ers team that doesn't seem shy about beating the crap out of people. So I, I'm going to go with the Niners, but I don't want to go anywhere near this one. The Giants needed a massive comeback to beat a team that's losing on purpose four days a ago. A game that and I they, think should now be... Their lineup yeah, a comeback that should be, like, if, if you're ever going to investigate a NFL football game for potential point shaving, even though I know you can't really point shave points in football, like you certainly can in basketball, but that, that, that Arizona second half performance was, was borderline. And I had the giants on a teaser just to win the game. Um, it, but, but that second half performance by the Cardinals could it, like, if you were talking about competitive balance and whatnot, that, that second half should probably be investigated. That was, that was something else. I, I just, well, I, I, you know, yeah. we, we joke about, oh, this team's losing on purpose, but it absolutely felt in that moment mm-hmm. that that team was losing on purpose, didn't it? Yeah, they were 28-7 or whatever, and like yeah. the, the, the Giants hadn't scored in six quarters to start the season. They, they, they were, oh, they yep. had zero points in six quarters. They, and were, they, they were down 20 to nothing. Yeah. The Giants' cumulative score at one point was 60 to zero. Yeah. It, it was it was something, and then they, they they came back and then you know walked it off with a field goal, which was uh, not as talked about a walk off field goal in the gambling community as as another one that occurred. Well, we'll get uh, to that Rams Rams Niners one, but yeah. we sure will. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm just taking the points with the Giants because it's it's football's weird. The Thursday games can be weird. Sure, the Niners. If this was like. A Sunday game, I would consider laying the 10 with the Niners, but the, the, on a Thursday, it's just it's too many points for a Thursday for me. But you guys are, are willing to go the way. Just bet the but over, doesn't, doesn't, the, doesn't the Thursday help you here? <sighs> like, I don't think the Thursday helps like, anybody I, I was ever. The Niners <laughs> yeah, but all, all I mean is, you know, instead of having six days to practice and figure out things to replace Andrew Thomas, they have three. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like this is a game where, oh man, Nick Bosa got three sacks and forced a fumble, and you know, I just it just feels like a night like that for the Giants. We'll see, but that's what it feels like. All right, uh, heading to Sunday. First up, the Los Angeles Chargers head into Minnesota to take on your boys, Bill, uh, the Vikings. This line opened up at Chargers minus one and a half, and uh, Vegas quickly realized that that was a mistake, and uh, it's got moved down to a pick. Uh, Sharps came in pretty quickly on the Vikings. Not a lot of action since it got moved to a pick. Uh, I, um, your Vikings, Bill, Brand Sprank and new Cam Akers. That just happened uh, about an hour before we uh, sat down to record. Uh, I don't know how involved he's going to be. Uh, I don't know what this bowls for uh, Madison fantasy owners, <laughs> but who were uh, apparently so distraught through the first two weeks that uh, they felt the need to send racist stuff to him on his Instagram, which is, you know, get fucked if you did that in real life. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, I mean... <laughs> The Vikings, man, Bill, uh, we, we, like they are really trying to squeeze regression in the first few games of the season here. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty 
insane. Uh, I think I'm on the Vikings plus the pick, but they're they're or with the pick, but they're they're damn sure uh, they're a damn sight away from being one of my five. Is what I'll say. But uh, knife to my ribs, I'm on your Vikings with the pick. Uh, what say you, Billy? Yeah, I, they've been frustrating to watch this year because there will be drives where they look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, I mean, you look at how much they're thrown for. They must have seven, eight hundred yards in two games, but they can't put points on the board. They can't finish and they can't stop turning the ball over. Um, I, I, I like them here in, in this situation. I, I think that there's no reason to believe this Charger defense is going to be able to stop them. Like even that Philly defense wasn't able to stop them, really. Uh, as long as Minnesota isn't shooting themselves in the foot, they should win this game comfortably. Uh, we've just seen a lot of foot shooting in the last few days here. Greg, you're an old school wrestling fan like myself. Is this a loser leaves town match in week three, 2023 already? Chargers, yeah, I'm not as sure about the Vikings just because uh, you look at the NFC and you're like, oh, I don't know, some, someone at nine and eight getting teams. in. Yeah, a lot of one-on-one teams. Yeah, so you're, are you thinking to yourself right now, you can be 9-8 and eight and get in, so therefore if the Vikings go 9-5 and five after this, like, I'm, I'm not saying they would, but I just don't know if they'd be cooked. The Chargers, if they lose this game, they are cooked. Yeah. They're cooked. Gambling-wise, who are you liking this one, Craig? Uh, I, I like the Vikings. Uh, just, like... We we always hear every off season about the promise of the Chargers. You know they've got Kellen Moore now. Like, win some games. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. can can we just win some football games and then we can talk about how good the Chargers are? Uh, I, I, no. I hate that the Chargers are putting me in this position too because I I don't want to be in the position to defend this insane Emmanuel Acho take that he has about uh, Justin Herbert and him being a Instagram QB or whatever that or a TikTok QB or social media quarterback. Him. That's it. Because Thank a lot you. of NFL writers will talk about how great Herbert is. And oh, let me tell you, there's a lot to like about Justin Herbert's game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wouldn't dispute that. But, like, you got to win some football games, man. Yeah. When the ch- when you you've got play. the ball with a minute left, down three or whatever, you've got to, at a certain point, you've got to start making it. Now, a lot of the writers that you mentioned would talk about that he shouldn't be in this position because they should be up by more because they're, you know, because of the the... the the whims of Brandon Staley have have sure, just that's part of it. Absolutely, been so bad. Um, but at a certain point, you, like you got to nut up and win a damn football game if you're if you're well, Justin yeah, Herbert, right? It, it, and and here's the thing: if you're like, yeah, if you're gonna be one of those having, elite quarterbacks, right? Like, yeah. And we're probably having a different conversation if you weren't up twenty-eight nothing in a playoff game last January and lost, or twenty-seven nothing, yes. whatever. We're probably talking differently about you right now if you didn't lose that game, but you did. And and look, my evaluation of Justin Herbert doesn't come down to one game. That's ridiculous. But like the Chargers just have to win more often if we're going to think he's anywhere near the Allen or Burrow or obviously Mahomes level tier, right? Chargers got to win more often. Agreed. All right, so we're all on the Vikings. Uh, next up, the Buffalo Bills uh, coming off a dismantling of the Las Vegas Raiders. Thank you very much. Uh, head to Washington to take on the 2-0 Washington Commanders. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And the Bills are, are currently laying six and a half. Since we're talking about the Commanders, Craig, why don't we just get it out? Let, let's get it out of the way right now and talk about that incredible Detroit Lions impression that your Denver Broncos did on, <laughs> on Sunday night. That, that, that was something, eh? 
I've seen that before. That I that was that was something else. And, and right down to like it, it, it wasn't full lions until you completed this insane hail mary, this moonshot hail mary that doesn't even make it to the end zone. It lands at like the six and somehow <laughs> volleyballs backwards into the end zone six yards where one of your guys snatched it and then you blew the uh, the, the two point conversion with a pretty obvious pass interference that should have got called. I was like, hey, that's us, <laughs> right? Like, I, oh, I, I, I was at my father-in-law's birthday party, so that was in mm. Carton. So I was driving back in Carton, and I've got satellite radio, so I can listen to all the games on okay. my radio. So all I, those I, nice local on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, let me tell you, if you can get satellite radio, you can get like all the local broadcasts for the different NFL teams. Like it's 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 pretty groovy. Anyway, uh, so uh, I was listening to Dave Logan on on KOA, which uh, a lot of Broncos fans obviously do, and and just there. Uh, you kind of felt the whole second half like, okay, you're, the, the team is screwed. They're getting nothing going on offense. The defense can't stop anyone. You get that miracle, and you're like, oh, man, what if they pull this off? And then, of course, the questionable, uh, more than questionable, the two-point conversion and the non-pass interference call. Either way, it was bad. I, I'm actually feeling pretty good about the offense, though. Like, the offense are two games. I'm feeling pretty good about where Wilson's at, uh, like, obviously compared to last year. I'm feeling pretty good about where this offense is, and it's going to get better as they get more and more time to get used to Sean Payton's system. So I'm feeling all right about the offense. The defense is is bad, and yeah. they can't get off the field on third down. They get to a lot of third downs and can't get off the field, and that's, you know, you need the pass rush, and they just they, they haven't been able to generate the pass rush yet. So uh, that would be my my biggest worry is a lack of pass rush. Uh, but yeah, that was not a fun way to lose a game. That being said, in my brain, they had already lost that football game long before that two point conversion happened or lack of two point conversion happened. So like, it wasn't that upsetting in the moment because I'd already gotten used to the fact that they lost today and I'm going 0-2. So in classic Kramer fashion, well, that Hail Mary was just one big tease. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it was. Um... All right. Uh, yeah, it, oh, it, was, it was a bad one. It was a bad one. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about the Broncos when we get to them. Right now, we got the Bills minus six and a half against the Commanders. The Commanders are where I have their under win total, so I need this ship to stop immediately. Um, I like Buffalo minus a six and a half, even though it's a road road team. This is a little bit weird because I just can't see the Commanders going. You can get it at my, four and a half in some places. Wow. I'm not. I'll have to shop around and find some four and a halves because like four and a halves obviously pretty pretty good. Um. Here is a stat that I read, though, or that I found and read read and found. Um, teams coming out of Denver the next week are 24-10 and 10 against the spread in the last five years. Really? Yeah, 24-10 and 10 against the spread when, when they, with the week after playing in Denver. Fascinating. So, yeah, maybe just coming out of the, coming out of the, the like, I read that stat and it immediately flipped my, uh, I immediately flipped to the commanders on this one, but I'm just like, man, I, I, I'm just staring at the commanders and they got Sam Howell back there kind of doing nothing for the most part. And, you know, uh, Chase Young got a, a sack in that game for, for what felt like the first time in four years, I think. And it, it's, it's just strange, but the Buffalo Bills, you know, they've been known to kind of beef a high line and they just kind of, they just, Took it to the Raiders, except that was at home. And even that, it was a little shaky there, right? Because the Raiders got up 7 nothing and were driving to go up 14 nothing. And then there was a, a inopportune fumble that uh, kind of shot, you know, that, that took the, the Raiders out of it. And then it was all Bills from then, their point on. 
So yeah, that stat scared me, but I got to tell you, my initial thought and the numbers that I was running were that I want to lay the six and a half with the Bills, and I'm kind of staying on that right now, but I don't feel as confident about it because um, I feel like I got away with laying high uh, a high line on the road last week. Uh, not a high line, but you know the good team giving a lot of points on the road with the Kansas City Chiefs last week. I feel like I got away with one there, and I don't really want to tempt fate. Uh, but water gun to my head, probably laying the six and a half with the Bills because I just can't see did you imagine, going three and Did you imagine, Pierce, after you laid that bet, if I told you Kansas City scoring 17 in this game, you yeah, would have been like, well, that's the well, end of that money. Yeah, bye-bye to that money. <laughs> that yeah. was, yeah, well, you know, 0-3 and three, and three red zone trips will do that to you. Uh, <laughs> Billy, Bills laying six and a half in Washington. What do you think? Yeah, I, I trust the Bills on this. They looked pretty darn good last week um the week before they looked terrible so i was concerned but last week they looked fantastic they dominated that line of scrimmage like cook was running really well i i think they're what we expected them to be and if that is indeed the case seven should be easy to get here so i'm going with the bills the, the fact that it's six and a half is what's tempting me too, right? Because it's like I want to get it now because I'm like I fully expect it to be seven at game time. And then when it's seven, I definitely have to come in on the commanders. Uh, so there's that. Craig, what do you think about this one? Uh, I love Buffalo. If you can find Buffalo four and a half and there, there's a couple. Yeah, of books I mean, I'm going to find that four and a half and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create an account if I have to uh, somewhere. Go do it. And I, I honestly, I kind of like, I think that it's, it's, it's time for the the real thing for to happen for Washington here. I think that it's it, it's time for us to find out that uh, maybe this team isn't uh, isn't quite as good as they've looked. So we we uh, might just be trying to fight against the anti Snyder karma here, which you know <laughs> might might not that might not be it. They they might just have a good vibes here. Who knows? Honestly, that would be fine with me if that happens. Yeah, sure that would. would be fine with me. All right, next uh, up. We got the New Orleans Saints uh, going into Green Bay, and the Packers are. This line's actually moving. Uh, it's uh, it started at Green Bay minus one, and it's heading to Green Bay minus two. Uh, I liked the Saints when they were getting the plus one, but I waited on it, and now I'm hoping that this can get to. I think this can get to three. I think the public is going to keep coming in on Green Bay here, and then when this gets to three, I'm going to be all over the Saints plus three. So my advice to this one, because um, I don't want any part of laying. Uh, money with uh, Jordan Love. Uh, I want to get the Saints, uh, but I want to wait till it gets the plus three. Craig, what do you think about this one? I feel the exact same way. I was going to say the same thing. I think I'm like, you know, maybe you can get a field goal on this game. If you wait around a little bit. So that's what I would try to do. All right. uh, Billy, how about you? Saints Packers Packers currently laying two. I think the Packers have what they played the bears and then the Falcons. And now they're playing the saints. As soon as they start playing real NFL teams, I think they're really going to struggle. Saints, I think are better than those other teams, but the way the saints struggle with Carolina, I'm not so sure. So I'm taking the saints here because I'm not a believer in the Packers. Um, But I think it will come soon that the Packers start getting dominated by teams. I just don't know if we're there. Yeah. The Packers uh, beat, uh, the Bears, who fired a court, well, a coordinator resigned today, uh, citing personal reasons. And if that's, you know, indeed the case, I hope that that man, you know, gets healthy and, and you know, figure mm-hmm. he figures that stuff out. Uh, I wish nothing but that on him. But, you know, there's also that, you know, there's that, there's that little part of me that was like, 
is this real? <laughs> not yeah. not to call the guy scumbag. Well, I'll say just to be like, was he forced out uh, by the organization? Right? It wasn't like, the offensive coordinator whom Justin Fields put on blast in a news conference today. Yeah, who he also and had to walk back his comments, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was yeah. I was just about to get to that. So funny, good bring up there, Craig. So yeah, they beat that guy, and then they went into Falcons, were up twelve in the fourth quarter, and somehow blew a twelve point lead against Desmond Ritter. Like, you know, against a love... team that refuse, they blew a twelve point lead against a team yeah. that refuses to pass. Yeah, yeah, they, they like, cannot move the ball. Well, although yeah. Ritter let it rip a couple of times with a couple of wounded ducks, but you know he actually threw the ball downfield, which was surprising. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, this was that that yeah. So I, I I'm curious as to see I like because I don't check DVOA until at least it's got to be week five. I, I wait for week five that's I, when DVOA yeah kind of fully shapes that's why I haven't been bringing it up and I don't really go to the ATS records either uh, until week five that's when we kind of go into that stuff but I'm curious as to see how the Packers will be doing on the DVOA rankings uh, once we start because I, I do think the offense is decent, but I don't think it's as good as it looked against the the two opponents that uh, um, that they've got so far but yeah. Well, well this is the, probably going to be the best defense they've, they've played, right? Like, I think this is a pretty good yeah. defense that the Saints have. Yes, yes, very good defense. Uh, and, you know, the Saints, a classic backdoor cover. Just just, uh, just an epic backdoor cover in that game against uh, Carolina. Is there anything easier than the touchdown down two scores with a minute left when you're driving. Is there any touchdown easier nope. than that? I, I just don't think there is. Uh, all right, moving on. The Atlanta Falcons heading to Detroit. Oh, God, here we go again to take on the Detroit Lions. Um, Lions absolutely piss away. That, 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 like, absolutely piss away a game against the uh, against the, uh, the, the Seahawks. I, could I will say believe. that the officials, the officials weren't helpful there either. Like, no, the yeah, reality that, is, that game should be Seattle's kicked a field goal and Goff gets a chance to tie it or win it. That's how that should have gone. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I mean, like, I, yeah. Hutch- was tack- he was tackled on the touchdown scoring play. So if you, yeah. if you call that, it's third and 20. They're not converting. They get in a field goal range. They kick the field goal. And then Goff has a chance to either tie the game or win it. And we'll see what happens. And no one was stopping anybody in that game. So I think that his odds of tying it or winning it would have been pretty decent. That's one that if the coin flip, if the coin toss had gone the other way, the Lions probably win that game. That's ultimately true. Yeah, it was a Drew Lock. I think is the uh, the backup. Like like the biggest play in that game for the Falcons. I think it was Drew Lock, but I could be wrong. Uh, the, the backup quarterback for the Seahawks called Heads or whatever he called. And, and yes, being right. it was Drew Lock. Yeah, um, but also like that's why I hate that. I hate that win expectancy changes when there's only two guys in the field. That shouldn't be the case. Yeah. But anyway, the, that's the, not. Yeah, the, uh, the, I mean, maybe we should just go to college rules, but God, it would, like, we, we would have to say that the, the totals can't count in the, or, or go to, like, and that, uh, that would be up to, uh, I, I'm a proponent of going to college rules and letting the sports books figure it out for themselves. Like, maybe. whatever. Just yeah, grab, or I like the, yeah. uh, or, or, or the, you could do the shootout thing that they had in, uh, that they were going to do in the XFL and just have everything count as one point or something like that. Cause then sure. Gami gets involved and it becomes a lot more fun. Uh, anyway, uh, we can relitigate over time. Some other time. Yeah. Th- I mean, to me, the, the thing with the lions where I'm like, this is the lions at their most lion really good. First half 
up seven with the ball, first play of second half. Montgomery fumbles. 20 seconds later, it's a tie game. And I'm just like, come on. Like, yep. like that, come that, on. Uh, like if, they, if, they score, if Montgomery doesn't tumble, and, and the Lions have scored a lot that day, if they score that drive to go up 14, that's they're, they're probably going to win the game. Right? Yeah. It, it, that's what happens. Anyway, um, gambling-wise, this one opened up at Atlanta minus, plus four and a half. Which was that was a freaking mistake. Uh, I came in on the four and a half. Sharps came in on the four and a half. Uh, it is now Detroit minus the three. And uh, if it gets the two and a half, I'm coming back in on the Lions. I tell you what, because uh, this has got three point game written all over it. I like what the Falcons are doing. I like the run blocking scheme. This is a very good chance for a get right game for the Detroit Lions. I think. Um, if they get ahead, I don't think the Lions are going to necessarily piss it away, kind of like the uh, uh, the Brown or like the Packers did against the Falcons. But, hey, who knows? But also the Lions are extremely banged up going into this. Uh, we yeah. Know Decker will be healthy. C.J. Gardner's apparently out for the season. Uh, Houston's out for the next month and a half with an ankle injury. It's looking not great. Uh, so right and now, that's, this game's that's just... the thing. People, you know, this, this has a chance to be a phenomenal Lions season compared to where the franchise has been in the past. And people are yeah. going to look at some of the stuff and say, "Well, same old Lions." I'm like, "No, they're getting like really, really hurt by injuries." So, Chauncey Gardner yeah. Johnson injured list, and it, I, based on the way Campbell's talking about it, it looks like that we're not going to see him again this season, which is no, is, is too bad. Torn Maybe back. towards the He's very end of the year. But yeah. uh, Aquara is out. Uh, Aquara's on IR. Josh Pascal's on IR, James Houston's on IR. So that's three guys that are edge rushers all of a mm-hmm. sudden not around, right? That it's just when you and, and the Broncos are in the same situation at safety. When you get absolutely smoked by injuries at the same position group, that is a real problem. And that's what Detroit's dealing with here. Yeah. Uh, gambling wise, the best number is gone on the Falcons. So I, I, the only thing I think you can do is hope that uh, enough money comes in the Falcons that it gets shifted to the minus two and a half and then come in on the Lions. That's the only piece of advice I can give you. Yeah. I, you hope that. I don't know if it'll happen, though, just from the perspective no. of like, you know, do we really think that the Falcons need to be less than three point underdogs going to Detroit? Like, I don't think so. Right. No, I, I I don't think it will. So like I said, the best of the number is gone. So maybe this is a stay away. And I don't know. This could be is over potential in this game. I think uh, at the forty six and a half uh, with the beat up defense and and the, if, the I'm Falcons. A, if I'm picking if I'm picking the side, you're picking the Lions minus the three. But oh yeah, at this it. point, fair. All right, Billy, what do you think about uh, Falcons Lions uh, Lions land three? Yeah, Lions for me. I I, I think they they played it. Obviously, they turned the ball. They were negative three for turnovers. Um, I think they're going to clean up some of those mistakes. And if they're not making huge mistakes like that, I think the offense looks good. The defense salvageable. Um, I think the lions are a better team. I'm comfortable taking the lions even with a 3.5 here. So even the lions, uh, next up the Tennessee Titans and dog God, uh, Mike Vrabel head into Cincinnati or sorry, head into Cleveland to take on the Browns Browns minus three. What a insane, debacle that Monday night football game was all the stuff with the Steelers um, who haven't been beaten in Monday night since like 1991 or whenever the hell it was. And you know, they've beaten the Browns however many times in a row. It, it was just unbelievable. And then on top of that, probably like one of, if not the most beloved guy in the NFL 
we, Nick Chubb, we watch his leg get turned into bone broth on Monday I've night. seen it, like, I've I seen saw, it I, off I, frame of it, and I refuse to, I don't ever want to see it. I, I, I obviously ABC, I think it was ABC. ABC did the right thing of being like, yeah, we're not going to show it. Joe, Joe Buck says, um, all I can say is it's as bad as it gets. Cause I just saw it and I wish I hadn't. He said, and then you hear the crowd go, Oh, right. Like there was a collective like groan from the crowd in Cleveland. Cause for some reason they put it on the giant screen there for 70,000 people to, to, you know, start vomiting over. Um, and, and and then obviously and yeah to the sickos who posted the, the the clip on Twitter kick rocks right like absolutely kick rocks so I saw it on Twitter it was fucking gross um, yeah you wonder if it's not only you hope not but you wonder if it's not only uh, season ending but career ending for like Nick what Jones. what is his twenty twenty four look like yeah God, it was a bad one holy crap um, and and then on top of the game. It just an inexplicable loss. The, 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 the Steelers went into that fourth quarter down three. They gained a total of negative seven yards in the fourth quarter. Negative seven yards, and they won the football game. And you wonder why this stuff that this gambling stuff that we try to do for a living drives people to jump out of windows and stuff like that. Because holy God, um, I well Watson Watson gave up fourteen points in that game. Cleveland's yeah. defense had a nice night. That's they had true. one big play go against them, which was great, but uh, Cleveland's defense had a nice night, and they're they're kind of banged up, and they still had a nice night. Which you two uh, guys? Watson, week three. Watson was, yeah, Watson was really bad. Yeah, he was like, really really bad. And, yeah. you, and I think we've never seen him play like this like, before either, which is the weird part, no, right? He's never played I, I like this before. Start thinking, we had yeah. to start thinking, and and I like I, I know that he's a hard guy to sit here and talk about because of all the bad stuff he did, but. Is just is Houston Deshaun Watson just gone and never coming back? Uh, like, I mean, maybe. Is, is I, that player just no longer available? And like, did missing essentially two years of time, almost, mm-hmm. was that enough to just be like, okay, you're no longer you're no longer an above average NFL quarterback as opposed to being an elite NFL quarterback, which he is. It's possible because I mean, like, it seems like he's trying to make up for the two years he missed. Like on one play, every play, which is weird to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe he gets back within himself and is good, but it's not like I'm rooting for the guy. Um, no. We're in week three. Would you guys like to guess how many plays in through the first two weeks of the season the opponents of the Cleveland Browns have run in their red zone? Is it zero? The answer is zero. Uh, yeah, both both because the Pittsburgh's Steelers only the... offensive touchdown. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The only offensive touchdown was that seventy-one yarder fluke uh, to George Pickens, and then they had the two defensive scores, right? And then the rest was field goal, field goal, field goal. Uh, yeah, and and the Cleveland and the Cincinnati Bengals didn't do anything in Week One, so yeah, there have been zero plays run by the opposing team in the the red zone. That defense is legit good. Um, unfortunately for us, gambling wise. Uh, the best line for this one is gone. Uh, I'd open up a Titans plus four and a half. Uh, I was able to get in on that, and now it's uh, Titans plus three. I still kind of like the Titans because I think this is an all-time mojo game right here with like the Tennessee Titans who kind of look like they figured a little bit of stuff out. And then I, I just – I don't know. If the Browns just signed Kareem Hunt today. I don't know what's going to go on there uh, or if they're going to run Jerome Ford who looked pretty good. 
Um, but obviously that was in relief of, of Nick Chubb. Um, I, I think I'm still on the Titans, but I don't like that I'm, I'm getting the best of the number. But man, this is this is a vibes game that I just I, I think that like like is Cleveland Brown and the way Deshaun Watson is playing right now. Do, do, do they come out and just get a victory against? Uh, a team like the Titans who just drag you down into the muck. Well, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm all over Tennessee. I love the Titans here. Yeah. Uh, Billy, I what do you think? think? Yeah, I, I think it's the, the Titans for me. Like the last few years, they've gotten quite good at just controlling the ball, like always being third and short. Uh, Tannehill had a completion rate of something like 87% last week. Like, they're just really good at holding it. And I think Deshaun Watson will make enough mistakes that all they need to do is get 21 on the scoreboard and then hold it. And I think they can do that pretty comfortably. So I'm going Titans here. All right. Uh, so all of us are on the Titans. God, it's just so weird in Cleveland. All right. Next up, the Houston Texans head into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are laying nine. Uh, this is a pretty easy one for me and i think it's going to be one of my five um i think uh of of the non-guys who are leaving in the middle of the game with concussions uh young rookie quarterbacks i think strouds look the best out of all of them uh this texans offense still got a little bit of stuff to figure out but uh i'm not sure who the jacksonville jaguars are that they should be laying nine to anybody who haven't seen enough from this offense that they need to be laying nine uh easy houston texans play for me they're going to be uh one of my five uh billy what do you think about this jaguars laying nine against the texans yeah texans i i like what i've seen from stroud and i don't think the jacksonville defense is that good i i think that jacksonville offense is it's good i mean they got a lot of playmakers the there. line though is bad that's yeah. the problem yeah like mm-hmm. the skill, like like Kirk had a big game against Kansas City. The skill guys are good. Like Lawrence is obviously good. Kirk Ridley obviously good. Engram good. Etienne good. Line not good. Not right now. They're gonna get healthier, one would hope, but it's not good right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you gotta go. It, it's too many points to to lay with Jacksonville when they're they're not an elite team playing a bad team. They're a pretty good team playing a what honestly could be a mediocre team i don't think houston's as bad as the zero and two might seem yeah they i don't know gardner Minshew's offense kind of fed it to him in that colts game a little bit though that would be my that would be my concern um i i'm 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 taking houston making them one of my five as well i just think they're going to be able to create enough of a like they're going to be able to bother lawrence enough that it's not going to be a high scoring night for jacksonville or afternoon, I should say, for Jacksonville. And if it's not a high-scoring afternoon for Jacksonville, they're probably not going to cover this 9.5. So I'm taking Houston, even though I think Jacksonville wins the game. All right. All right, so we're all at the Texans. I like that. Next up, uh, the New England Patriots. Oh, God. Uh, go in to the Meadowlands to take on the Nye Jets. Uh, and the Patriots are laying two. It, this was three. I was waiting for it to go down to two and a half. It went to two and a half as we were recording, guys. I literally, not just two seconds ago, 
uh, came in on the Patriots minus the two and a half because I was waiting for that. Just got the uh, notification on my phone that the uh, the line had finally moved down to Patriots minus two and a half. Came back in on the two and a, on the on the two and a half because I didn't want to lay the three. And there's a very good chance at the two and a half that this is going to be one of my five now. Uh, I, I I guess I this will be the third week in a row I've been on Bill Belichick uh, and it has not come through for me the first two <laughs> weeks. Uh, I might just be I'm going back to the well whether or not Bill Belichick is going to stick my head in the water and drown me. Uh, in the Patriots well but man the Jets are I just it's it's off it's it's not it's not happening it's not happening for the Jets they they the 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 Zach Wilson thing is too much to overcome um Sauce Gardner who is is dropping easy pick sixes and stuff now uh they're they're getting dumb penalties it's just not a spot you want to be in and I understand this is a divisional home dog and normally that's an autoplay for us, but man, this is a gross road divisional favorite. And now that it just came off the, the, the three, the key number of three down to the two and a half, I got to come in on the Patriots. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I hate when these two teams play each other. It always seems to be closer than you think. So I'd kind of like some of those points, but now we're down to two and a half. I think I like the Patriots for They've often got the upper end here. I think the Jets came crashing down a little bit. They played a good team in Dallas, but I don't think they looked good. Um, Certainly not as good as they looked week one. So I'm going to go with the Patriots here. I think overall we'll see they're better. 36 and a half is the total for this one, Craig. Jeez. That's why I'm kind of leaning Jets, though, is like aren't both these defenses going to make it like difficult for both these offenses? Isn't that the way this is going to go? Uh, I could see that, which is, you know, doesn't like, have three, couldn't, does couldn't, this have, have Patriots field goal walk off written all over it? Like Mac yeah. getting just enough, right? Like and maybe, maybe the two and a half is enough for mm. someone to say, I'm going to take New England. If I can have, if I can have the Jets, it was for me. Three, I'm make, yeah. If I can have the Jets plus the three, I'm going to make the one of my five though. Well, yeah, I think I, I'm willing to give you three, and then I'll go the other way on England minus oh. minus the two and a half is making them one of my five. That's God, that's such a key number for this game. It is, it is. I mean, I mean, three is always a key number because it's uh, the most. Uh, but in a game where like there's there's a non-zero chance that there are no touchdowns in this game, like that's yeah. on the table. Yeah, like the so, Patriots could still cover this, and, and it would be like, yeah, and it would be the the Patriots could still cover this, and it could end up seventeen six or some garbage like that. Absolutely, right? like, that's that's uh, possible. Yeah, and, and it could easily. But it also, really it also could be a situation where it's you know, Patriots nine, Jets seven. Like that's that's mm-hmm. on the table too. So let's see. yeah, is it, there there was a TikToker or somebody who or I saw I saw somebody posted something that a TikToker did that just absolutely destroyed Mac Jones. Like just destroyed him. Uh, not about anything specifically, but just like why do I get, keep getting told that this guy's a good quarterback? When his, you know, record against good teams is like three and fifteen, and the three wins he had were, um, uh, it was the Bills Snowmageddon game, if you remember that one, that ended like yeah. six three or whatever, and and like the field goals that were twenty yards in weren't guarantees, uh, so they won that one. They won the Snowmageddon game in Buffalo. They won the uh, one of the COVID games against the Titans when the Titans were missing literally all of their good players because of COVID, um. And the other one was Skylar Thompson last year, one of the Skylar Thompson games last year when it wasn't Tua uh, playing. So those are those are those are max three big wins against like playoff teams or, or, or good teams. I would teams, say I this 
for, for Jones and for the Patriots. The offense this year at least looks like the plays have been drawn up and called by a professional. Yeah, that's fair. They got that going for them. Because I'll tell you uh, right now, it did not look like that a year ago, even sure a little bit. it didn't. Is this a Scott Hansen game, Craig? Oh, God, yes. Non- yeah. yeah, this is absolutely – and here's the thing. I, I don't even have to give Scott Hansen the advice to never show this game. It just may never even come up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Scott will just flick back. Oh, another field goal you know, in Jets the Patriots. Witching hour, yeah. The witching hour is just coming to an end, and they, they go to, like, the kneel downs for Jets Patriots and being like, well, we didn't really show you this much today because it was only field goals. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can see that for sure. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Denver Broncos, your boys, Craig, head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Uh, nobody flying higher than that particular team. They look so good. Uh, Mike Daniels is, is sprinting to, uh, and mocking camera guys on the way to the uh, locker room at halftime, which I thought that was pretty damn funny. Um, nobody looks better than the Dolphins. Defense looked great. Offense looks great. Denver's coming off having blown a, uh, thing uh blown a a big lead against a terrible commander's team at home so with all that said easily without question bar none one of my five picks didn't even have to think about it denver broncos getting plus six and a half easily pros joe's game absolute pros joe's game there isn't going to be a single person there uh, on the public that is going to be like, you know what? I think Broncos are going to cover the six and a half. This is this was the one of the like the te- the Texans plus nine was incredibly easy. This one was even easier. It was me taking the Denver uh, the Denver Broncos plus the plus the six and a half, despite the fact how uh, Denver's defense don't look too great and the Dolphins are a buzzsaw right now. There, it's it's just all time, all time. You're getting free points with the Broncos here based on public perception. So, like this game should probably be like five, four and a half, and we're getting like a couple free points, and this might even get to seven at game time. So I'm already on six and a half, and if it gets to seven, I'm going to come in even harder. Uh, Broncos, love them. They're going to be one of my five. Uh, Craig, what say you? Uh, I don't know if I can make the one of my five. Uh, I will. You're too close, this. man. You're too close. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I will say this. I think the doll, uh, the Broncos are going to score some points in this game. My only concern is. If the third down pass rush looks anything like the way that it has the first two games, Mike McDaniel is going to carve these guys up. If you can't make Tua throw the ball, Tyreek Hill can't be covered for long. Like, it just can't be done. So I have some grave concerns about that, but I still think Denver scores enough in this game they cover the spread. I hear it. It's just, this is, yeah, this, this the back door is going to be open in this game too. I just, I think that it's, it's too much. It's too much. And the, the public is, is going to be an ultimate pros Joe's game. The public it's, it's going to be when, when I check it now, when I check it uh, Sunday morning, I guarantee you, I'm going to see like uh, 80% of the tickets on the dolphins and 80% of the money on the Broncos. And that's just how it's going to go down. Uh, what about you, Billy dolphins laying the six and a half? Yeah, I, I'm nervous. Like Craig mentioned, uh, the Dolphins have been pretty good at, at, at getting what you give them. Uh, week one, they were airing it out. Week two, they dominated with Mostert on the ground. I, I think they're capable of being a pass-first or run-first offense, and Denver's had trouble stopping both. Uh, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's going to be some points scored here. I, I think it's a little high to trust Miami that many points, 
Um, so I'm going Denver, but I think that Denver defense needs to be better than they've been both weeks to even get a handle on this game. All right. I always uh, say this about Denver losing by seven because that's what you're betting on here. Denver's lost their first their first two games by a combined three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to get twenty one point head start like they did last week. No, yeah. that's true. This is not. the best offense in the league, though, and it's not even yes, close. Yes, I, right I think so too. Yeah. And the only question about this offense, uh, obviously, is Tonga by Lois Hell. That's yes. the only thing that because everything else looks great, and I think is going to look even better as the season goes on. Uh, all right. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate, the Indianapolis Colts head into Baltimore to take on the Ravens, the Ravens laying eight. This was another, uh, easy one for me. And I know that we're worried about, uh, Anthony Richardson and whether or not he plays, uh, with the concussions. I personally don't think he will. Um, it just kind of sucked because man, he had those two run-ins and was looking really good. And he looks good. Doesn't he? He does look look good. good. Yeah, he does look good. I feel as though my take of if, if he played for Alabama and Bryce Young played for Florida, Richardson would have been the first pick in the draft. I feel like that's aging well for me. Yeah, so far. Anyway. Two weeks in, I'd say you're right. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't care if it's Menchu or uh, – uh, I, I, don't, I don't care if it's Menchu or Richardson. I'm taking the Colts plus the eight, uh, and they're going to be winning. So am I. This, this, this is another classic. Uh, like, we've seen the Ravens do this all the time, where you, when you start to get too high in the Ravens, they have one of those letdown spots. But I think this Colts team can score. Uh, I do expect the Ravens to win the game. The back door is going to be open in this one, but I like I like the Colts laying the eight. And Craig, you said you enjoyed the same. Yeah, no, the Colts are going to be one of my five. Um, I I just think that this is uh, this is a game they're going to be able to keep close. I think they're they're better and they're getting credit for it. And the Ravens' offense, if you look look who missed practice for the Ravens today, Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum still not practicing. Like we're 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 having some trouble with the offensive line here. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Billy, we're both on the Colts. What say you? Yeah, I'm taking the points. I'm not uh, loving it as much as you guys are because I have no faith in the Colts either way. It's just (laughs) too high, too many points. I I don't believe in Baltimore, so give me those points, and I'll assume it's close. And obviously, you know, missing Richard. But among backup quarterbacks, Minshew is one of the better guys, yes? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The thing that we have to worry about with with the Colts laying the eight or uh, getting the eight is through two games, Lamar's doing the damn thing right now, isn't he, guys? Oh, boy. He yeah. looks like he's back to his MVP form. Uh, I mean, not that he was ever like a shell of himself or anything, but I mean, he, like, he looks like he did in his MVP season through the first two uh, weeks. He, he, oh, he looks so good right now, which is somewhat scary. Uh, all right, so the Scott Hansen game is Jets Patriots. What is the marquee matchup? I, I'm I'm staring at it right now, guys. I, despite the fact that it's two zero and two teams, I think the potential loser leaves town between Chargers and Vikings. It, I mean, it's a pick 'em for God's sake. So, is that the marquee matchup at one o'clock for you guys? A lot of these Lions, Lions felt. You're going li- wow. Put the Lions in the marquee matchup. Okay, yep. I can see that. Lions yeah, that Falcons. Falcons two and zero. Lions like uh, could be are coin flip away from maybe being two and zero. Like maybe these mm-hmm. are pretty. Like there's a, there's a pretty good chance these are two NFC playoff teams. Yeah, <laughs> this could be an NFC championship game. Huh. No, yeah, well, let's not get no, crazy. No. I, I, think the, uh, I think the team playing Thursday night is going to be the NFC championship game, but uh, Lions Falcons could be definitely be playoff teams. <laughs> All right, uh, maybe I, a wild card matchup. Detroit goes to Atlanta or something. I do not believe the Giants will be in the NFC championship game. I want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> 
fair enough. All right, let's head to 4 o'clock. Only three games this week. Uh, first off, the Carolina Panthers head into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, this was nearly one of my five. We're not getting the best of the number anymore, um, though. I mean, we're, we're only missing half a point, so I still kind of like Carolina, but this did open up at 6. And I love Carolina getting the six because it's a, I think it's a great spot for Carolina because the public is going to be all over the Seahawks. This is another uh, pros-Joes game, so I'm, I'm going to be all over the Panthers in this one, despite the fact it's uh, a rookie quarterback on a short week going into Seattle. Uh, I just think, much like on Monday night, the back door will be open for the Carolina Panthers. And they showed that when the easiest touchdown, like in the first you know couple of weeks, they've shown that when the easiest touchdown is there with a minute left down two scores, they're willing to drive down and uh, get Adam Thielen in the end zone for an octopus if they have to. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Seahawks laying five and a half at home right now. Yeah, I, I think I got to go Seahawks here. I, I think Carolina's really bad and we just haven't seen it yet. Um, going into Seattle is a tough game to play. Uh, that offense was starting to look pretty decent last week i i I think i'm ready to trust seattle at this point with the points but we'll see i'll go seattle all right okay craig uh second tiebreaker of the week what say you i'm 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 saying panthers i uh i don't love it though it's not gonna be one of my five i just I, i just don't know if i think the seahawks team is good enough to be favored by six Uh, next up, the Dallas Cowboys head into Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and the Cowboys are laying 11 and a half now. We're not getting the best of the number anymore for the Cardinals, because I know people are thinking Arizona's going to be one of Matt, Matt's favorites, uh, and it might even be the hold-your-nose play of the week, but it's not. It's coming up soon, though. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I like the Cardinals when they were getting the 11 and a half. They're a home dog getting nearly 12 and a half. There's some woes I have here. One, I fear Dak in this spot. Dak is a guy who uh, will run up the numbers. Will run up the numbers, and especially against bad teams, he will. He will. May I interject one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, This is a road game in name only. What percentage of people at this football game are going to be cheering for the Dallas Cowboys? Eighty percent. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's not really the fans that you worry about. It's the travel and stuff like that. But I guess yeah, what but you're what's saying. the travel? Like, yeah. You know, for, you know, for Dallas, Fort Worth, to Arizona is one of the shortest trips in the league. You got. You're making some great points here, Craig. You're making some fantastic points. It, 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 like, like I'm going I to just, have. There's just so many cowboy fans there that all the advantage, as far as you know, noise mm-hmm. in the huddle and all that stuff, that's going to be going towards. Uh, that, that that's going to be pointing the Cowboys way. Now, yeah, I don't know if I want to lose 12 and a half. All I'm saying is the, the it's just not a standard road game. Yeah, you're making some great points. This is this is a uh, probably not a it's definitely not a full unit game for me. It's probably maybe it, it's going to be either a half or quarter unit game for me on the Cardinal side, but man, there are some things to fear like that 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 like there's things to love. There's the home dog, a team that was moving the ball well in in the first half of both games, but then mysteriously in the second half, they just all of a sudden just weirdly out of nowhere have trouble moving the ball in the second half. It's so strange with the Cardinals how that's happened two weeks in a row. I'm afraid of Dak a little bit because he, he is a guy who likes to run up the score. 
And I just, I'm worried about this Cardinals team needing to be investigated <laughs> for, for like, rolling over, man. It's 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 a weird one. But so, like I said, it's going to be on the Cardinals, but it's not going to be a full unit for me. Um, going to be a, a couple of half and quarter units, I would imagine. Billy, what do you think about this one? Cowboys currently laying 11 and a half. 11 and a half on the road. Yeah, I can't think of many situations I would ever lay 11 and a half. This is probably one. I mean, Arizona has just been inconsistent. Dallas has been good consistently. And, and like you guys say, they, they seem to has just... Has Dallas been the best team in the league? Um, Miami's been the best, best team in the league to me. But Dallas yeah. is... I mean, Dallas I is the same gotta be pretty, uh, But, yeah, I mean, the, the defense has looked spectacular. They're getting... I mean, they just look great all around. And they're blowing teams out of the water here. So, I, I think... This is the closest I've ever been to lay at an 11 and a half. Still not Arizona. Yeah, I just, man, it's, uh, yeah, I can't lay 11. I can't lay 11 and a half with a road team. I just can't do it, no matter the situation. I'm never going to be that guy, I don't think. Um, Craig, what's your official stance on this one? Uh, if you're taking someone, I'm taking the Cowboys, but I'm not taking anyone. All right. Okay. Uh, Chicago Bears. Head into Kansas City. Chiefs are laying 12 and a half. Uh, they were tied for the high. I think this opened up at 13 and a half. Didn't quite get to 14, but it opened up at 13 and a half. Um, uh, okay. We, we mentioned it earlier. The Bears are a goddamn mess right now. Uh, you got the quarterback destroying uh, the offensive coordinator and then walking it back. You got the defensive coordinator walking. Um, they're, 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 you know, the Bears fans are making Caleb Williams tweets. Uh, Justin Fields is getting torn apart by everybody uh, online. Um, they keep showing that one play where he had somebody wide open and he didn't throw it and then ran head first into two guys uh, in, into the pile. It was bad. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They do everything. They're great. They're at home. This is the hold-your-nose play of the week for me. You're it, Like, the money's going on the Bears. I'm sorry. The Chiefs never cover high lines. You can't trust the Chiefs of the high lines. They like playing with their food. I could see Justin Fields amongst all of this doing the thing where he slips, uh, uh, where he takes off with the ball and goes for like a 70-yard touchdown. The back door will be open. Whether or not uh, Justin Fields is willing to step through that back door, we'll have to wait and see. But there's just no way I'm laying 12 and a half uh, with the Chiefs. It's just not happening. This is not one of my five, but I will have uh, full, unlike the Cardinals, I will have full units. On the Chicago Bears, uh, getting the twelve and a half. It's 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 this is a, a the third pros Joe's game of the week, and and, and the, 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 there's no pub, there's no way the public is gonna have any money on the Bears. The only money like this is gonna be another one where it's like eighty where it's like eighty percent is of the tickets are on the Chiefs and eighty percent of the money is on the Bears. I'm gonna be on the Bears. They're probably gonna cover the spread. It's gonna be ugly. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say. Billy, Chiefs land 12 and a half. What do you think? Bears. I don't think the Chiefs have been as good as we've seen in the past. Um, and, and the Bears are terrible, and hopefully will remain that way. Um, but I'm still not ready. To <laughs> here, here. <laughs> yeah, it's easier for everybody if the, the uh, Bears. I, I, I'm taking the Bears, too. But uh, it's just like, you know, we are it's... taking a team whose quarterback said that their offensive coordinator was holding them back this afternoon. 
Yeah. It's, it's like that. That yeah. seems bad. It's incredibly <laughs> bad. That's why it's, yeah. it's the hold your nose play of the week. The hold your nose play is never easy. That's why it's named that. But it, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, man. You, you just, you gotta do it. You, there's, if you talk to average Joe Q public, who, and you ask, are you just going to lay the points with the chief? Like, I know that the, one of the guys I follow on, on, I don't follow on Twitter, but like his bets get put into, uh, I, I think the action network and stuff. And that's Darren Ravel. And Darren Ravel is as dumb Joe Q public betting as it gets. And I guarantee you he's playing the 12 and a half with the Chiefs. I guarantee you. So that's, it's, ugh, it's bad. It's bad. The four o'clock slate is a goddamn travesty. These, these, these are the three. There's, first off, there's only three. They went nine and three, which is horrible. And then these are, they're, to subject us to these three games are, are atrocious. Like, you couldn't give us, uh, like, I don't know, at least throw us, like, I don't know, Dolphins, Dolphins, Broncos, Titans, Browns, maybe move that to four o'clock. Uh, dreadful, dreadful four o'clock slate this week. Anyway, three games left. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are laying two and a half. Uh, Steelers uh, will have the short rest because they played on the Monday night game last week. Uh, the Raiders just got thumped by the Bills. Um I'm not going to say this too often, but I'm laying the two and a half with the with the Las Vegas uh, with the Las Vegas. Uh, I almost said Golden Knights there with the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm I'm laying the two and a half. This this is a this is a pretty easy one for me. This is a get right game for Vegas. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, I think they can move the ball, and that Steelers win on Monday night was absolutely fraudulent. Just just one of the most fraudulent victories I've ever seen. So yeah, I'm laying the two and a half with the. With the Raiders, uh, if it gets to three, I'll have to reconsider the Steelers. But uh, I just don't think this Kenny Pickett thing uh, is going to happen. And that defense, the defensive win that they got there, that fluke defensive win they got on Monday when they were far and away not the better team, that's going to mask. Uh, that's masking a lot of this uh, this poor Kenny Pickett play that we've gotten in the first two weeks for a team that was clearly overhyped coming into the preseason. That I fell for myself, quite frankly. Um, this Steelers seems bad. I'm laying the points to the Raiders. Craig, what do you think? I hate this game. And it's terrible that it's a Sunday nighter. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, that's what I was going to talk about. These franchises both have uh, a, a big following, and I understand that, and that's fine. I don't understand why this has to be Sunday Night Football, though. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but I, uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning Steelers just because their defense is the best unit amongst these units. That's fair, but man, they can't move the ball at all. Like they just, oh, they, but just as, gonna... as we saw on Monday, not that yeah. big a deal. Yeah, <laughs> they, but you, you can't rely out. on that every week, right? For no, I know, I know, get two defensive scores. Oh, but also they 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 were having they've had a hard time moving the ball against the 49ers and Browns. Fair. Uh, that's a um, that's a very extremely fair point. Those yeah, because I think those. I think we're going to here and say those were two of the five best defenses, right? Yeah, and they might be one and two right now. Who's who's better than those? Who's? I mean, the Cowboys, I guess, are very good defense. Yep. But uh, yeah, but other than that, I'm not sure who. Other than those three, yep. I don't think anybody else has got a claim for for the top spot there. Um, I would agree with that. So that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, Billy, uh, Raiders laying the two and a half at home. Uh, short home favorite. Uh, tiebreaker on this one. Yeah, I think I got to go Raiders. 
I, I think, yes, Pittsburgh has played some good defense, but they've looked bad. They've, they've just looked like they're not playing well. Uh, and, and a good defense doesn't make you miss throws or anything like that. They just can't get drives together. Um, so I am going with the Raiders at home here. I feel like you're getting a couple extra points, and I don't trust the, the Steelers. All right, uh, Monday Nighter. We got two Monday Nighters. What did you guys think about the 7-15, 8-15 Monday Nighter in uh, week two? I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't bother. I, I think I would like it uh, just 10% better if they moved the second game to 9 instead of 8-15, I think. Yeah. Like, don't go full, do we, do don't go, don't go full 10 o'clock. Ending at 11.30 on the East Coast. I think I'm fine with it, but like, uh, don't like, don't go full ten o'clock. But I, I just, I was kind of weirded out on Monday when I was in, uh, you know, when when Carolina, uh, when 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 Carolina New Orleans was playing, and then they, they were like halfway through the first quarter, and the other game was kicking off. I was just like, well, I just, I don't know, like, did you have to start right now, right? Like, it should literally be. So what okay, if it was, what the, if it was seven o? Five eight thirty. Yeah, that like twenty. Yeah, that's a little bit more like something a little bit more like that. I think something a little bit more like that for sure. I just think the one hour difference is not enough for me. But whatever, I'm I'm picking. Yeah, I just don't. I I just don't know if you can start. Like, I think eight thirty is kind of the latest you can go. Is that like okay? This game's and you know at eleven o'clock on the on the east coast. Like okay, that's fine. We want games much on. I would suspect that the NFL says the answer to that's no. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, especially yeah. in this case where one of the teams is based in the East Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, do we want a game ending at 1130 Cincinnati time is in Cincinnati? Like, you know, I know you can put West Coast teams out there, but that's just, yeah. All right, first game, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. The Sharps have murdered this line. They absolutely murdered it. Um, it opened up Bucks plus six and a half. And uh, the Sharps just killed it. And it's now down to Eagles minus five. Um, so, unfortunately, we're not getting the best of the number. I, luckily enough, uh, got in on Tampa Bay when it was at the six. Didn't get the six and a half. Um, and I came in, on, I came in on, on the six and the five and a half. But the five is making me a little trepid. But I still think I like the Bucks. Um, the two and O Bucks, by the way. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, two two and O teams. Eagles, Bucks. Um, I realize that the, the Baker stuff is, is kind of fraudulent right now, but, uh, this is another pros Joe's game. The pros are going to be on Tampa and the, and the Joe's are going to be on the Eagles and the Eagles are banged up right now. And that's, that's a little bit worrisome. And I really like this Bucks defense and I think they can keep this close and I'm, I'm taking the points with the Bucks. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Eagles currently laying five. Yeah, I, I mean, the Eagles are obviously better, but that's that's a good amount of points. And, and Tampa Bay's not that bad. Uh, you're getting points at home. I think it's got to be the Bucks here. Um, I, I don't think Does the, the Bucks- Eagles on the super rest, not 10 days, 11 days rest. Does that make anyone feel any differently about this? It, it is the super rest. I do like that. But, man, their secondary is banged up. They're missing, like, two or their three yes. top guys. And now, all of a sudden, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are coming to town, right? It's... It's yep. a little bit worrisome to me. I think I think I think I'm still laying with the Bucks. I do think the Eagles ultimately win this game, but I could see it being another last second field goal uh, 
type of win. Or maybe Baker Mayfield's doing the classic, uh, you know, down 14 or whatever. Or not, well, 14's no good. But maybe they're, like, down 10 and he drives them with a minute left for the for the spread-covering touchdown. I have, I have no idea. What do you think, Craig? Um. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm leaning Tampa Bay for all the reasons you said. Uh, and and Mayfield looked, you know, pretty fun. Uh, I, I just am um, the what, what the one thing I will say for the Eagles is they've had a lot of time to think about it. Mm-hmm. They sure have. They sure have. Uh, all right. Last game of these Monday nighter. Uh, last game of the week, Los Angeles Rams head into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Um, all I got to say about the LA Rams, Craig, is God, we were so right in the in our preseason analysis that the public was just leaving this team for dead. Um, I'm upset that I came off not all, but some of my Ram futures once the Cooper Cup uh, injury uh, came through and he was out for the first four weeks. But uh, little did we know that uh, Puka Nakua was just going to I mean, we were talking all off season about Puka Nakua, right? Like we we just we, we, yeah, just, we were like that guy's gonna come in. Yeah, five. We were talking about him all off season, and we just we we got scared off. We didn't stick to our Puka Nakua guns. Uh, this line, Vegas made a whoopsie. Uh, they opened at Rams plus six and a half, and the sharps came in with the fury of a thousand suns. And I've never seen a line go up. I, I got a little bit of it myself, obviously not to the extent that, that, that the, not to the, the tens of thousands and probably millions of dollars that the Sharps did. Uh, but um, it opened up at Rams plus six and a half and 10, 15 minutes later was off the board and didn't go back up until the next morning when it was uh, Bengals minus two and a half. So they hung a line that was just an absolute whoopsie. I don't know what they what they thought. Because um, I still kind of like the Rams getting the plus two and a half. But obviously getting four points worse than I am, I'm not coming back in on it. Uh, but the Bengals are currently a short home favorite. Uh, in what might be a loser leaves town game for the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Uh, they need this one. But man, that, that Burrow um, calf injury is not looking good. And, um, I know they did this last year, started 0-2 and then still made the playoffs, but you're really just putting yourself behind the eight ball, uh, when you do that. And their defense doesn't look great and they're not moving the ball downfield. It's a bad look for the Bengals. I think I'm still in the Rams, but obviously with the four point difference, I'm not going to have that, uh, as one of my, uh, as one of my five. Craig, what do you think? Bengals currently laying two and a half. I, I I'm leaning Bengals, uh, but like I'm not going to put any money on this because I, I like obviously Burrow's health is 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 a big part of this, but I, I just don't like are the Rams going to go into Cincinnati and win this game, make the Bengals 0-3? Like is, is that something that's going to happen here it, without Burrow? Maybe, but I just I'm I'm not uh, I would lean Bengals, but I'm not putting money on this. Fair enough. All right, uh, Billy. I guess I'm on the Rams. Craig's on the Bengals, but we're not feeling strong in the current uh, line. But uh, go ahead and be the tiebreaker for us. Bengals short home favorite. I love the Rams. I, I think right. the have looked very good this year. Yeah, they took an L to the Niners, uh, one of the best teams out there. But Stafford has just looked fantastic. Um, yes. I think Burrow has looked terrible. Cincinnati has struggled 
in every game, and that's even against defenses that aren't that great. Uh, I, I think there's no reason that the Cincinnati has done nothing they've done this year makes me want to bet on them. So I'm going with the Rams here. Would have loved to seen the uh, the plus six there, but I'll take them comfortably a plus two. All right. So uh, all that's left to do is do our. F- picks but before we do that i guess there's two things left to do before we do that we got to f- pick up a little survivor uh pick for this week uh we're on to week three uh we use the commanders and we use the bills so with that said there's literally only one game <laughs> this week that we are unable to choose from in this uh in, in, in survivor uh what are we thinking here guys because i gotta tell you i don't really want to take I mean, do we just take the Chiefs and kind of move on to? Is it the Chiefs? Do we just take the Chiefs can, and move on to Week Three? Can we take the four? Can we take the Forty Niners against half an offensive line uh, at home on a that's, Thursday? Yeah, that's the other one I was staring at. Uh, we're not taking the Ravens. I'll tell you that right now. That's the only one. I'm not, no, I'm not I, taking the Ravens I, I against the Colts. I don't <laughs> want that one. I don't. I don't want the Cowboys because uh, they're a road team and there's going to be better spots to take the Cowboys at home. Uh, and I kind of don't like the spot. So I, I'm staring at either the Chiefs at home against uh, the Bears, who were hoping for a backdoor cover, or the Niners. <sighs> I can see the Giants getting a little free. Let me, let's look at the Niners schedule. Do I like anybody else down the line for the Niners? Because, um, yeah, so we've nailed it down to the Niners and the Chiefs, right? That's that's who yeah. we're, we're, we're staring at. Uh, let's the Jaguar, isn't it? The Niners have Arizona at home next week. What about the Jaguars, Bill? Do you want you want you're thinking take the Jags? I mean, that would be the play if you're trying to play right up until week 17, right? Like you're never going to want to take those Jaguars again. I would like to see the offense working a little bit better before I start thinking about taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So you want to go uh, which would be the Niners for sure, or the, the well, I'm just staring at the fact that the Niners were are going to get Arizona on the Super Rest next week. So, are we are we thinking we take the Chiefs this week, and then maybe the San Francisco 49ers are the play next week? Yeah, actually, all that, that, yeah that way uh, that way uh, we that way we avoid the risky uh, the risky Thursday night nonsense. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, no way I would love I love the Chiefs on their schedule. Like hosting the Broncos might be their their best game, but that's a division game. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm staring at, like, yeah, I'm, I'm staring. There's not a lot of great opportunities to take the Chiefs after this week. This is our best spot to take the Chiefs, and I think the best spot to take the Niners is next week. All right, so we're all, yeah. uh, I think we're like, all you in know, agreement. Because, like, you home for the Raiders, yeah. but, like, you're waiting week, till week 16 if you're doing that, and just, like, you know, why, why, yeah. like, you know, just don't, yeah, just take them down on the next week. In Arrow. Yeah, we're locking in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, in- we're, we're, we're locking in Kansas City. All right, that's, that's what we're going to All right. Uh, Craig, uh, you had a very good week two. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week three, my good man? Sure. Uh, I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus the nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the <sighs> give me the Minnesota Vikings. Give me the Jets plus the three. I'm uh, I'm going to take the Titans. 
And uh, I, I would wait before making this actual bet, but I'm going to say I'm taking the Saints. Okay. All right. Uh, Billy, week three, who you got? I, too, am on the Saints. I will take the Buffalo Bills. I will take the New England Patriots. I will sort of pick... fading you, Craig. There's a chance for the old push and cover. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll take the Rams. And I'll take the Raiders. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to be with Bill on the Patriots. I'm going to be with Craig on the Texans. Uh, and then give me Broncos, Bucks, Colts. So Patriots, Broncos, Bucks. Texans, Colts for Matt Pierce. And I scratched out. I want you to know, Billy, you, t- you laid the two and a half with uh, with Vegas. I want you to know I scratched out Vegas uh, as a short home favorite to replace him with Indy. Uh, hmm. And as always, card, card subject to change, but those are our picks for now. Uh, yeah. I always tweet them out before uh, before uh, Sunday. Uh, I you know Stick to the Twitter account, which is at mpierce6 uh, for the uh, updates uh, if anybody uh, wants to make any changes to the five. Uh, so that's it for this week. Crossover Podcast will be the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes, which you can subscribe five stars only. We're on uh, pretty much any podcast that happens to be out there, and if we're not, uh, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com to let us know, and we'll get on that uh uh, that particular podcatcher. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. That's it for week three. Uh, good luck to everybody with all your bets, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs>